Hello and a happy Friday to those who celebrate. I'm Robert Bateman and this is the Privacy Corner where I talk you through my top three picks for privacy developments each week. And thank you as always to Privado AI for sponsoring these videos. So this week the California Privacy Protection Agency won an appeal and its CPRA regulations, as I call them, are now enforceable from last week. The French DPA, the CNIL, as I call it, uh, set out its priorities for enforcement throughout 2024. And the FTC, as everyone calls it, has warned companies about training their AI on users' data. So we'll have a look at that and what a 2004 early FTC privacy case could mean today. So first up, this is kind of a complicated backstory, so do bear with me. The California Privacy Protection Agency has won an appeal against the California Chamber of Commerce, and it means that the CPRA regulations are enforceable now. So to explain this, let's go back to, well, first off, August 2020, the Attorney General put forward some regulations on how to comply with the CCPA, the California uh, Consumer Privacy Act. And those have been in effect for a long time, since March 2021. Regulations kind of clarify certain areas of the law. They interpret the statute and tell businesses what they need to do to avoid enforcement action. So the California Privacy Rights Act, the CPRA, passed uh, late 2020 and that law amended the CCPA in lots of important ways, new rights for consumers, new obligations for businesses, and also it created the CPPA, the regulator, the US's first dedicated privacy regulator. And it empowered that regulator or required the regulator to make new regulations that would interpret these new parts of the CPRA and also the existing CCPA law. Now they had a deadline to do that, July the 1st in 2022, but they were rather late with their regulations. And these regulations were supposed to be finalized in July 2022 and take effect the following year, July 2023. But it wasn't until uh, March 2023 that the agency finally got round to finalizing these regulations and they only finalized 12 out of 15 subject matter areas so we're still waiting on three areas i'll go through what they are uh, later on and the california chamber of commerce said well hang on they submitted these regulations or finalized them nine months late so the grace period is now only three months instead of 12. We should have 12 months, so they shouldn't be enforceable until next March, March 2024, the end of March 29th. So the Chamber of Commerce won this case at the first instance, and I actually thought that was fair enough. You know, businesses thought they were going to get 12 months. The CPPA, for whatever reason, uh, was very late, 
and used up nine of those months sort of developing these regulations. And so it did seem fair to me that there should be a 12 month period before they were enforceable. However, the, um, the, the well, the chamber won at the first instance and the California Privacy Protection Agency appealed and they have now won at the appeal. So these regulations, in other words, are enforceable now from last week. So I hope you've read them. There are 12 areas that they cover. There's a link to them in my newsletter, uh, which I'll post down below. And they are fairly rigorous. I mean, they are just an interpretation of the existing law, but there are some extra bits in there that you probably wouldn't do just from a straightforward reading of the statutes. So the reasoning of the court was all about the information provided to voters, the wording of the CPRA, and actually, as is my normal habit, I was convinced by the appeal judgment, having been totally convinced that the CPPA would lose, uh, I now think it's fair enough actually that they, uh, that they won. So in other words, have a look at these regulations. There are 12 areas covered, things like privacy notices, consumer rights, and uh, various other things, the do not sell stuff, sensitive data. We're waiting for three on automated decision-making, risk assessments, and cybersecurity audits. Those automated decision-making regulations are particularly important, and those will be enforceable immediately once they're finalized. So now they're in draft, take the time to get to know them because once they are finalized and approved, they will be enforceable immediately. So as I say, links to the two kind of sets of regulations across the 12 areas and the remaining three are in the newsletter and probably a more coherent explanation of the case than I just gave. Next up, the CNIL, as uh, I pronounce it, the French Data Protection Authority has set out its priorities for 2024. They do this every year, and these are the areas that they are going to be investigating as a priority. Uh, they had something like 300 uh, investigations last year, 340, uh, slightly down on the 2022 figure, but these will account for about 30% of their inspections, as they call them. The, the, these areas will be 30% of the total number of investigations. So what's on the list? First of all, the Olympic and Paralympic uh, games are in France this year. I didn't know that, shamefully. And the CNIL has a number of ways to rain on the parade in what I'm sure is a very important way. Things like QR codes uh, that allow entrance to restricted areas, access authorizations, and using augmented cameras. So maybe facial recognition or maybe some more consumer facing uh, use. The translation on the CNIL's press release is, is never perfect, so hard to know exactly what they mean. Data collected as part of the ticketing services. Uh, privacy notices there are going to be important. So if you happen to be involved in the Olympics, then watch out for the regulator. They're also going to be looking at data collected from minors and the very tricky area of age verification. So knowing what, uh, which of your users are children, keeping them out of your website if appropriate. Also security and data minimization online. 
They'll be looking at loyalty programs, another really tricky area. This is one where I think privacy professionals might not be smiled upon if they go too far in preventing the discounts that people receive in exchange for their personal data about their shopping habits. So the CNIL is going to be looking at how these loyalty schemes work and whether they comply with the GDPR. I think arguably they often don't. Uh, till receipts, so the sending of receipts by SMS and email, whether that can lead to marketing uh, and newsletters and that sort of thing, and also information uh, shared with advertisers as a result of those receipts and loyalty programs. Then they'll be looking at the right of access, which is the EDPB's choice of coordinated enforcement action this year. So if you have uh, subject access request mechanisms on your website or processes within your organization, or indeed you don't, then have a look at those because the French DPA might be interested. Finally, the FTC has put out a press release about AI and companies that want to use their users' personal data for training their AI models. This might be a violation of the FTC Act, depending on what you've got in your privacy notice. So the FTC cites two examples. The best one, I think, is actually from 2004, a very old case, very early privacy enforcement from the FTC against a company called Gateway Learning uh, that used to flog a product called Hooked on Phonics. And their privacy notice said, we don't sell, rent or loan any personally identifying information regarding our consumers with any third party without consent. And they never sell information about children. And if they decide to do that in future, they would give consumers an opt out. Well, they did decide to do that in future. Uh, now the past, of course, it's 2003. Uh, they started selling names, addresses, phone numbers, age ranges and gender of their children, uh, their customers' children, that is to marketers for um, telephone and email marketing, which is you know, not great because they didn't give people uh, notice and they didn't offer them an opt-out. So they changed their privacy notice a few months later and they said they would, from time to time, provide consumers' personal information to reputable companies whose products or services consumers might find of interest. Now, that was too late for the FTC, uh, so they got uh, enforcement. And the FTC says, although technology has changed a lot since 2004, the facts remain the same. A business that collects user data based on one set of privacy commitments cannot then unilaterally renege on those commitments after collecting users' data. So this brought a thought to mind for me. What if you don't mention any of this in your privacy notice? Uh, imagine the GDPR doesn't apply, the CCPA doesn't apply, all these other laws with purpose limitation principles do not apply. Could you do this um, if you had never said that you wouldn't? I think that's also probably quite dubious. You probably set out, for example, the types of ways in which you use personal information in your privacy notice, the types of people with whom you share it, and suddenly expanding that list without proper notice and possibly without consent might be an unfair practice under the FTC Act. So do be careful. 
I think making a good case for consent is possible. If the new product line, your new AI tools really benefit your customers, perhaps they will want to consent to the use of their data for those purposes. So that's all from me this week. Thanks so much to Privado AI and to you indeed for watching or listening. And I'll see you next week.